Hello there, friends, and welcome to the Shellac Stack. My name is Brian Wright, and as always, I've got a little pile of 78 RPM records here to share with you, music from the first half of the 20th century. There's no real theme on today's program, it's just another assorted stack of records, and we're going to start with one from old Banjo Eyes himself. Yes, here's a record by Eddie Cantor from 1934. The song comes from a film that starred Eddie Cantor called Kid Millions. It also starred a very young Ethel Merman. And the story concerns a Brooklyn-born boy who inherits a fortune, but he has to go to Egypt to claim it. I saw the film some years ago, and I remember it being quite good. Really worth the time to seek out and take a look if you're so inclined. It's got some good music, as you'll hear. This song, one of my favorites from the film, it's called OK Toots, recorded in Los Angeles, September 12th, 1934. Here's Eddie Cantor. I know a couple of newlyweds, they've been newlyweds for years. Just a pair of spooners, sunny honeymooners. This happy couple lives next to me and it's music to my ears. When after every kiss, I hear him saying this. Okay, toots, if you like me like I like you, we know nobody new will do it. So, okay, toots. Okay, toots, if you say yes, then I say yes. And if you say no, then it's no go. It's okay, toots. You know I'm in favor of whatever you do. Tasted the flavor of one kiss And I knew it was okay, toots If you wash dishes, I dry dishes I dry dishes, I'm ambitious Okay, toots for an opening record. <laughs> yes, sir. I like it. Eddie Cantor singing OK Toots. That was recorded in Los Angeles in 1934. As I say, it comes from the film Kid Millions. That was recorded by the American Record Corporation and issued here in the States on a number of their labels. My copy, though, was pressed up over in England on the Rex label, number 8391. And speaking of British pressings, all of the next three records that I have for you were recorded in London and pressed up over there. First, we'll hear from Jerry Hoey and his orchestra. 
Jerry Hoey in the early 1930s led a band that was much in favor with London's upper crust society folks. He had started out playing cello as a child and eventually took up reeds, clarinet, and saxophone and found work in the early 1920s on British ocean liners. He got good enough that he joined the band of Jack Hilton in 1923 and stayed for a number of years before moving over to the Savoy Hotel Orpheans. Stayed with them for a few years, then moved to the band of Fred Elizalde, and eventually struck out on his own to great success, both in person at the Piccadilly Hotel and on radio. The record that we're going to listen to is on the Piccadilly label, no affiliation with the hotel, that's just a coincidence. Les Allen is the vocalist. This was recorded in London in September of 1931. It's called It's the Girl. After that, we'll hear something from Jay Whidden and his band. Starts out really hot and just gets better. It's called When I Met Connie in the Cornfield. Fred Douglas is the vocalist there on a record made June 12, 1929 in London. And we'll finish up the set with something from Joe Branley and his band under the name of the Blue Mountaineers. A broadcast 12 record from October of 1932. Sam Brown, the vocalist for Moon, with a really, really great trumpet solo towards the end. Listen for that. But first up, here's Jerry Hoey and his orchestra. It's the girl. Even though at times you often doubt them What a lonely world would be without them It isn't the songbirds, the songs that they sing It isn't the sunshine that makes you like spring So what is this magic that makes love the thing? It's the girl, oh boy, it's the girl Thank you. 
her brother John and several hangers on when I met Connie in the cornfield. There was her sister too. She brought her cousin too. When I met Connie in the cornfield, they started singing before me. Tell me the old, old story. We were both going strong till her father came along. Then I left Connie in the cornfield.
And there you have Sam Brown singing with the Blue Mountaineers, a group led by Joe Branley, recording in London for the Broadcast 12 label on October 21st, 1932. The song was Moon, and a nice song it is too. Brian Rust's British dance band's discography leaves some question as to who the trumpet soloist is on that record. Nat Ganella was playing with the band a lot at this time, but so was Max Goldberg, and he has them alternating sessions, and it's not clear exactly which of them was present for this particular recording. I've heard it both ways, and my ear is not keen enough, or rather, I'm not familiar enough with the style of those two trumpeters to be able to tell you which I think it is, so it's one or the other, Max Goldberg or Nat Ganella, but a nice trumpet solo that really spices up that record. I picked that up not too long ago from a friend in Japan. I was over visiting there and visited this friend at his home, and he had a stack of 78s that he was letting me look through uh, so that I might pull out any I was interested in, and I could buy them from him. (laughs) And I pulled this one out, mostly because of the other side, the Herman Hupfeld song, Let's Put Out the Lights and Go to Sleep. I wasn't familiar with the record, but I knew that other song, and when he saw that I was interested in this, he said, no, the side you really want is Moon. And sure enough, they're both good sides, but Moon is quite the winner. Before that, we heard from Jay Whidden and his band, an imperial record from June of 1929, Fred Douglas, the vocalist on When I Met Connie in the Cornfield. And we started off the set with Jerry Hoey and his orchestra, a really fantastic version of It's the Girl, recorded in September of 1931, the vocalist there, Les Allen. That was Piccadilly 841. My name is Brian Wright. For those of you just joining us, welcome. This is the Shellac Stack, a program on which I play, what else, 78 RPM Shellac Records from my collection. And we're just having a good time today, and we're going to keep things moving along with a record by Chick Bullock and his Levy Loungers. Another British pressing, this one done up on the Rex label, 8583, but the recording was made in New York on April 9th, 1935. Good song by Dubin and Warren, about a quarter to nine. and pins and then 
the world is gonna be mine This evening, about a quarter to nine Chick Bullock singing with his Levy Loungers from 1935, about a quarter to nine. A song I've always liked. I think I first heard that in Paper Moon, where it's featured in the soundtrack. And from the first time I heard it, I loved that song, about a quarter to nine. Up next, I've got a trio of acoustic records from the early 1920s for you, some dance bands, some vocals. We're going to start with the Broadway Dance Orchestra, an Edison record from February of 1922, this is Edison 50907, so yeah, I've flipped my little vertical switch and we'll give this a listen. It's called Angel Child. After that, we'll hear from Henry Burr, a record he made for the Victor label in February of 1923, a song by Eugene West and James V. Monaco called You Know You Belong to Somebody Else, So Why Don't You Leave Me Alone? It's Victor 19026. And I recall a conversation I had a few years ago with the late Bob Erdos, founder of the Stompoff Records label, which specialized in traditional jazz and ragtime. And as much as Bob Erdos seems to have enjoyed hot dance band and hot jazz music of the 20s and 30s, I was a bit taken aback when he told me how much he liked Henry Burr. So we'll listen to Henry Burr in honor of Bob Erdos. And then we'll finish off this set with a Ben Selvin-directed group called the Boardwalk Orchestra on Vocalion. It's Vocalion 14531 from February of 1923, the song Am I to Blame? Starting us off, though, here's the Broadway Dance Orchestra 1922, Angel Child. Thank you. 
that something was wrong. Your eyes seem to show it somehow. You know you belong to somebody else, so why don't you
was quite a hot record when it was made in New York in February of 1923, Ben Selvin directing the Boardwalk Orchestra, Am I to Blame? That was Vocalion 14531. Before that, also recorded that same month, we heard from Henry Burr with the lovely ballad, You Know You Belong to Somebody Else, So Why Don't You Leave Me Alone, Victor 19026. When it comes to those kind of sentimental ballads, you'd be hard-pressed to find anyone who can put them over better than Henry Burr. And starting off the set, an Edison record made by Edison's house band of the day, the Broadway Dance Orchestra, from 1922, Angel Child. All right, we're going to change pace quite a bit now. Gosh, this is really different. Some selections by the English singers recorded for the Roycroft label in about 1928. These were essentially privately made records pressed up by the company that put out Cameo Records. So although these look pristine, the sound quality isn't so good because the surfaces are little more than <laughs> shellacified, glorified sandpaper. They're pretty rough, um, even though, as I say, the records are otherwise in like new condition. Be that as it may, we'll take a listen to two things from this massive set that includes about 10 records all in a deluxe faux leather bound record album. We're going to hear first Sing We Enchant It, which is an English madrigal composed sometime in the 1590s by Thomas Morley, who was one of the foremost British madrigalists of the age. We'll follow that with a really interesting piece that the booklet that accompanies this set dates to about 1226. More recent research has suggested that it may have originated in the mid-13th century, so around the 1260s or so, but still, the piece goes quite a ways back, and it's one of the very first polyphonic works for six voices. The booklet here credits it to John of Fornset, although more recent research suggests that the composer really is not known. In any case, the piece is called Summer is a Coming In, and it's written in a dialect of Middle English, so... You probably wouldn't understand it anyway because the sound quality on this record doesn't enable us to hear very clearly what the singers are singing, but I thought I would give you the modern English translation of the text. It goes, Summer has arrived, sing loudly cuckoo, the seed is growing, and the meadow is blooming, and the wood is coming into leaf now, sing cuckoo. Now this next stanza gets a little interesting because one translation I found says, The ewe is bleeding for her lamb, Lows for her calf, the cow, the bullock leaps, the buck grows bold, Mary sing cuckoo. But there's some words in the original Middle English that aren't well known today, and so another translation gives this middle stanza as saying, The ewe is bleeding after her lamb, the cow is lowing after her calf, the bullock is prancing, the billy goat farting. <laughs> Who knows which it is? Maybe the buck grows bold and the billy goat farting. Somehow, those are the same thing. Anyway, let's have a listen now to two selections by the English singers. First up, Sing We and Chant It by Thomas Morley. Sing we and chant it, why Oh, 
selections by the English singers on Roycroft Records. First up, Sing We Enchanted, Roycroft number 151, followed by Summer Is A Coming In, Roycroft 159. Both of those recorded in about 1928. Up next, I've got a record by Pearl Bailey, singing with Don Redmond's orchestra on the choral label from 1953. The song by Irvin Drake and Jimmy Sherl is called I Always Shake the Tree. shake the tree but someone gets all my apples it happens every time I'll meet my big romance the apple of my eye 
walking, and I'm sweet talking, and I get a sweet bye-bye. I always shake the tree, but someone comes in my orchard right past my keep of sign. Shake the tree, whose apples will you be mine, oh mine?
I call my baby my sugar. I never cheated my sugar. That's why my baby is so confectionery funny. She never pleads me for my money. But when she feeds me on honey, she gets her needs every time. I'd make a million trips to her lips if I were a Cause they were sweeter than any candy to me. She's granulated sugar. I never cheat on my sugar. Cause I'm too sweet on my sugar. That's sugar, baby, of mine. Oh, sugar. That sugar, her baby, of We started that set with the wonderful Pearl Bailey singing with Don Redmond's orchestra a choral record from 1953, I Always Shake the Tree. 
Through the years, I've heard some stories that suggest that Pearl Bailey was something less than a nice person, but I try not to let that get in my way of enjoying her records because, generally speaking, I do quite enjoy them. After that, we heard Maurice Rocco and his Rockin' Rhythm, a Guild 78 from 1945. Good old song, Sugar. And we finished off the set with pianist J.H. Shane, S-H-A-Y-N-E, one of his own compositions recorded in Chicago in February of 1946 for the Circle label, Chestnut Street Boogie. And now, if I make haste, I think we can squeeze in two or three more records on today's program, and we're going to start this last set with Edwin J. McAnelli's orchestra, a Victor record from April of 1927. Frederick L. Wade is the vocalist on My Sunday Girl, and longtime listeners of the Shellac Stack may recognize this as the record I once used as a theme many years ago.
In the last set, we heard Edwin J. McAnally's orchestra in 1927, My Sunday Girl, followed by Earl Burtnett and his Los Angeles Biltmore Hotel Orchestra in 1930, the Eddie Bush Trio singing Here Comes the Sun, and we finished up the set and today's program with Roger Wolf Kahn and his orchestra in 1928, Franklin Bauer singing Lonely Little Bluebird. And yes, that's all there is for this edition of the Shellac Stack. Thanks again so much for tuning in and listening to these records along with me. I hope you had as much fun as I did, and I hope we'll see you back here next time for more 78s on the Shellac Stack. Until then, take care. Bye-bye.